Where have real estate prices dropped the most? That and more in this episode of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. All right, headlines from CTV. Breaking news. Real estate prices have dropped in many Ontario markets since June. These are the communities with the biggest declines. Have you, I mean, obviously you've read it, but I must say this is probably one of the most poorly written articles I've ever read. Yeah. I mean. So many aspects of it. Sorry about that, Alex Arsenich. But um, Adrian doesn't like your article. I find it's horrible. I mean, he doesn't like it. It's actually horrible. I don't mind it, but it doesn't give tremendous insight or... Well, the problem with that, I don't feel like the... We are referencing it, so she did something, right? There's some statistics in there that will provide some insight into things. But as an example, and this could be her source that is causing my problem should you say their source don't know how she identifies i don't really care i'm saying her so it says a number of cities across southern ontario excuse me made the list including the greater toronto area yeah city right greater toronto area niagara (coughs) region it's a region hamilton burlington london kitchener and waterloo yeah. And she, may as well have called Milton a city. Based on the grammar here, Kitchener and Waterloo are bundled as one when they are, in fact, two separate cities. So that's my first problem is what are we comparing? Cities or KW, regions? KW, come on. Yeah, but KW like is part of the Waterloo region. <clears throat> I'm getting a frog in my throat. Cock. Waterloo region includes Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, right? So those are separate. It's commonly referred to as KW. But they are separate. Anyways. Speaking of KW, <clears throat> they saw the biggest decrease. They did. So do you want to run off the list? Have you itemized it? I can do it if you like. Well, my focus was really around Hamilton, Burlington, and Guelph being at the top of the list. Or close to. Well, Guelph was actually towards the bottom of the list. Of those top. So they have, I'm going to go through it here quick. So quote unquote cities, Kitchener, Waterloo, which are being bundled together, saw a decrease of 8.9%. So this is a decrease overall since June. The GTA, which consists of many municipalities, saw a decrease of 7.7%. Correct. London, St. Thomas, Hamilton, Burlington. I mean, where does St. Thomas fit in there? Saw a decrease of just over 7%. So I'm assuming somewhere between 7 and 7.7. We don't really know because this is such a great article. Guelph was at 6.6%. And the Niagara region was near 5%. Right. And then they, uh, the <clears throat> article goes on to further describe, where is it here? On the last page, it, it breaks it down a little bit more specifically. It talks about single-family homes. So our, and this is, again, I, I'm not sure what they're referring to. Single-family homes, does that mean single-family detached, single-family townhouses, or everything, just right. not multifamily? 
Okay. Now let's just use... And single-family homes as a condo is a single-family home. Correct. So I'm a little confused. I assume they're, I assume condos are not bundled into this because um, Alex did break down condos separately. I'm focused on Hamilton, Burlington, and Guelph. I've averaged it out like a 7% more or less decrease. Yeah. Okay. So it decreased 7%. Why do you think Kitchener and Waterloo were at the top? I think a huge portion of the buyers over the last few years that moved to the KW area did so for employment, potentially. Yeah. KW is, especially in Kitchener and Waterloo, a lot of manufacturing, a lot oh, of I was tech thinking, companies. I was thinking from a different perspective. I see where you're going. There's work to be had out there from many different avenues, many different sectors. I think affordability definitely played a factor when the Western GTA became more expensive. You started seeing people push out further. That's when Guelph started taking off. Cambridge saw a lot of activity. Kitchener, Waterloo. And in Kitchener and Waterloo, there was a lot of new construction as well, which just drove activity. I don't know. I mean, I don't often go out that way to service clients. But from a numbers standpoint, if the prices are decreasing and you want to be closer to the GTA, you might potentially sell in the KW area to move a little bit east. It may be, yes, it may but be But then there. that doesn't explain the decrease in the eastern cities as well, or towns. Well, they were less of a decrease. Yes. So it kind of coincides. Why I, do you think? Similarly, I think people moved, I actually helped somebody move to Cambridge and she subsequently moved back to Milton right? about a year later for reasons unrelated to my thoughts. So, but perhaps that's a trend. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are people, you probably had people moving there during the COVID period because of affordability. Yes. Maybe even from the city of, you know, right downtown Toronto. Yes because they could buy a house for half the price and work remotely. And then as things changed... Or hop on the 401 when they needed to. Yeah, not a horrible drive. But then as things changed and uh, many businesses required in-office time, they realized it wasn't that practical. So they moved closer. That would be my thought. Maybe not all the way back to the city, maybe to Guelph. Or they rented during the earlier parts of 2023, which helped if you watched our last or listened to our last podcast for a period of six months in 2023, the prices were skyrocketing starting from kind of February, March. Yes. Rental prices took off. So were people selling at a discount in certain areas and then renting? Right. Probably. I would say that's pretty accurate. I think also that 
that area was highly sought after from an investment perspective. So you had an, an influx. So the prices were increasing faster than other areas. Sure. Uh, right after COVID, if you think of 2021 as an example, for, for a period of 14 months, maybe a little bit longer, prices were skyrocketing. And one thing that's... And we hit a peak in February, March of 2022. One thing I find consistent out there, though, that maybe landlords are realizing later is that the pool and quality of tenants out there is not nearly as attractive as it is as you get closer to the city. Now, do you think that coincides with affordability? So sure. if you have a rental property that's $1,500 a month in, let's say, Kitchener-Waterloo, the same property in Milton might be $2,500 a month. I'm not giving you exact numbers, just throwing out an example. Right. The person applying for $1,500 a month rental in whatever area. That's probably different demographic. Different demographic, different income, potentially coincides with a different credit score or instability. There have been many cases with rentals out that way. Maybe not quite that far, Cambridge. Having said that, well, hang in. One of my, oh yeah, go where, ahead. Where I was. I'm going to make just a note here. Yeah, please. Big tip for first time home buyers and investors. I've got a tip. Stay tuned. Watch till end of video. I always, <laughs> if someone ever says that, I always go to the, I skip it. Right. I hate when they say that. Right. I just very quickly though. I wanted to, with regards to the quality of tenants, there's been many cases, the further west we go, where I'll have um, a, a lease listing and I'll have several applications, not so much nowadays, but we would have had several applications come in and I, my choices are which of the worst is the best, right. which is the best worst, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Like it's not ideal. So it could have been a case where landlords ran into that. And realized, okay, maybe it's a bit makes a bit more sense to spend a bit more money closer to the city. I don't know. So I will say this, and this will tie into my big tip. And hang on, if somebody's offended by that, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm sure there's nice people out everywhere. I'm just saying as a whole. Well, that goes to what we were talking about, and we've had a lot of comments on our Insta over this as well, how mortgage applications are reviewed. Right. And sometimes there are blips in your credit. I'm very mindful of that when reviewing lease applications because I'm very in tune with the market and from the perspective of it sucks, like trying to find a rental property. And landlords in Ontario scrutinize tenants because they have to, because once they're in, they're in. So I'm always very open to analyzing. I don't look at one particular thing and make a decision. If there's several red flags, okay, maybe that's You say offended. I say there's nothing wrong with calling people out if they don't pay their bills. Oh, I agree. My point, though, is... Or I, they don't know how to manage their money. Or I'm, they're lazy and they 
don't work. I'm just saying, if you live in Kitchener-Waterloo, I don't think you're, by nature, you're not a delinquent. <laughs> I'm just saying many of the tenants. Anytime you push we, out of the core of, in our, in our province, you push out of the core of the GTA, you're going to have a variance of applicants. Let's leave it at that. We're never going to be able to open an office in Kitchener-Waterloo after this podcast. I have no intention of opening anything in <laughs> Kitchener-Waterloo. Our next destination? Guelph. Is Guelph. Sounds good. And we can talk about Guelph because this will tie into my big tip. Guelph at a 6.6% decrease, I think, is a great opportunity there are other areas that I am pro-opportunity right now. I've, I've been talking about Huntsville for a long time. I know Huntsville very well now. I think certain areas like Collingwood and kind of ski resort-ish area or beach resort-ish areas. So you have family in Tiny. Well, that would explain Milton, right? Milton is not far from the lake. They have the escarpment. And then you've got a fair distance before you get to the next municipality of Guelph. So Huntsville is very much in line with, has many of those same characteristics. What yes. they don't have is the services. And I don't think, you know, they're realistically not going to get what Milton has. What kind of services are you? Rick? Well, like Milton didn't expand until the waterline came in and just couldn't sustain it, right? You're so, talking about like go service or what? No, no, water. water. Yeah. The municipal services to manage Expand. that sort of growth. Right. Yes. A lot of lakes out there though. Yes. Although there's rumors that a large company bought a large tract of land in Huntsville. Not mentioning any names. <clears throat> Mad at me? No, no. No, not a developer. No? No. Anyways, I'll tell you later. I don't know if I'm allowed to know. So, well, why would you not be allowed to know? Because who's going to know how you know? I don't know. And whoever knows, how do you know how they know? I don't know. My big tip. You ready for it? Yes. We're at the bottom. When do people want to buy real estate? They want to buy low and sell high. You can't predict when you're going to buy low and sell high. You can't predict the waves that real estate typically goes through. Even if prices are increasing on average or decreasing on average, there are still highs and lows within the market. Yes. I will say this with utmost of confidence. We are pretty well. Now, give or take. Give me some fucking leeway here because I'm going to have people chirping at me on Instagram for saying, ah, yeah, you, low, it's still overinflated, blah, blah, blah. You're a realtor. You just want people to buy. Yeah, you're just in it for the commission. Yeah. We are at a low. If not the bottom, we're low. That's not, there's no harm in not saying Not the that. complete bottom because we don't know when the fuck the bottom's going to be. But if you wait for the bottom, you might time it wrong and already be on the upswing. We are pretty well as low as you can buy 
for the foreseeable future. I know several people that sold in 2017 thinking it was going to burst. The bubble was going to burst. The which bubble. It, which it did. It, we saw a sure. serious decline. But what happened is they never bought back in because they, they didn't know where the bottom was and they kept trying to gauge where the bottom was. Listen, and now they're way... I wanted to buy a sea boat last year, remember? A sea boat. You remember? Yes. Yeah, okay. And I contacted the... It was about 18 months ago, give or take. Like their, house, like their pontoon type boat. Yeah. And I contacted the dealer. You were here when I did. And they sent me a quote and they said, oh, by the way, there's a $7,000 luxury premium. It wasn't a tax, but they worded it almost like it was it a wasn't tax. wasn't that high. Yeah, something like that. I thought it was hundreds. Oh, no, no. It was into the thousands. Okay. Because they were short supply, high demand. Was that to prevent people from reselling? Yeah, there was a lot of resellers at that time, cars and boats. Yes. People were selling them as soon as they took possession for more than they paid. Because if you wanted to get one of these boats, so as an example, if I signed on for one of those boats and paid that five to $7,000 premium, whatever it was, the boat would have just been delivered sometime recently or coming up. That long? Oh, it was a year ago. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I just got an email last week because they're prepping for, they were prepping for the boat show, right? Yes. Which is on right now. Three thousand dollar rebate. So you're about ten grand spread. Right. Yeah. So there are highs and lows of every market. We are at the low of the real estate market in the province of Ontario. Interest rates are for, you okay there? Gassy? What was that noise? Somebody farted. It sounded like a no? duck. Oh, uh, <laughs> sounded like a duck. Quack, quack. Yeah. Um, well, certainly not my Biden uh, impression. Yeah, you have watch, to watch you the, have last to go back to the last episode. If you're a first time home buyer or an investor, Buy real estate this year. Buy it where you can afford it. Everybody's forecasting that the mortgage rates are going to go down. So it will become more affordable on a monthly basis as you can go forward, as you move forward. Look at the areas with the declines, but stay as close to major markets as you can. So an area like Guelph that has seen about a 7% decrease is now at the purchase price levels that we would have seen in 2019. Yeah. So, so four to five years of increases have pretty well balanced out. So you are now buying at 2019 prices. I think it's a great opportunity. Well, there's an article in here that says, or sorry, article, there's a paragraph in here that says, with a downturn in demand in these Ontario markets, prices have been able to stabilize closer to pre-pandemic levels. Being able to well stabilize. Yeah. But that's, that's... Uh, it has stabilized at a low. Has it? Well, that's what we're going to see. We're going to see it. We both forecasted that more or less it has. Speaking of forecast, if you didn't hear our episode where we gave our predictions, episode 267. I won't give away what we said if you didn't listen or watch, but we both gave our predictions. They were both different and it created a lot of con 
controversy. Controversy. And on Instagram and on YouTube, a lot of people commenting, saying that we're, a lot of them are saying we're wrong. You know, it's going to be weird in the new podcast studio, not having a table. It is because sitting we're like so this. We're so used to and even having stuff. Yeah. We're going to need to find something. If you didn't watch or listen to the last episode, you should, but we announced the KT studio is moving in April. Yes, it is. Look at that snow. I'm excited. One one last stat I just wanted, I pulled it as this article that was interesting, which I think now has changed. It says uh, condos decreased about half of the amount that's oh, yeah. I don't single family that. detached. Well, I think I think it did up until about last month. Yeah. So I think if they pulled new stats. November. Yeah. If they pulled new stats from. Well, that's why I'm always talking about these stats being out of date, because by the time they're published, they're three or four weeks out of the market. And this was published Jan- just now, January 8th. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So people are reading this and saying, oh, condos aren't so bad, but they're probably the exact same now, I would say. Yeah. Too much inventory. That's too many investors unloading. But we are, again... Even if you look at condos, I don't care what segment of real estate you look at. We are now at pre-pandemic prices, somewhere in the 2019 range. Mortgage rates, yes, they're high right now. But again, they have stabilized. And from everything, anybody with any insights to real the real estate market in Ontario are predicting the rates will go down. They already started to a little bit. But here's the the dilemma, where, and we'll have to see how it plays out, is all the rates are coming down, and naturally you would think, okay, well, that's going to that, increase, that's the price. Going to increase the prices. There are a lot of people renewing this year at double the rate they were paying before. And I, I know people personally who have... Uh, renewals on the horizon within the next several weeks or a couple of months. And they're concerned about it because the cost of borrowing uh, or their mortgage is going, or yeah, the cost of borrowing more or less is going up significantly. Yeah. Thousands of dollars in many cases and it's unaffordable. So they're contemplating selling and renting. Interesting. So there's a lot of moving pieces. You see, but I would caution those people that they'll be getting out of the market when they should be buying into it. So would you say get a home equity line of credit and suck it up for a year and then refinance potentially? You mean pay out the mortgage on a home line Not equity? Not pay out the mortgage, but if if the carrying costs are extreme and you are they just it either leaves you with no money or it's you're in the red every month, do you think borrowing to assist for the next year would make sense? No, I think there are strategic ways you can potentially adjust your payment so you're paying less principal than interest, significantly less. Depends on how you're renewing that that mortgage and what... Um, well, there are many people that bought five years ago on a 30-year term or 25-year yeah. term who are now renewing and can't really extend it a whole lot and the rate is higher. Which, Why can't they extend it? 
because you're limited on how much you can extend it. And pay a little bit higher interest rate and go to a 30 or 35 year amortization. Still offsets the longer term. So their carrying costs are still higher. You'd have to do the the math, but stick it out. Stick it out because otherwise you're selling at a low and you're going to be trying to buy in as the prices are going up and you're going to be playing catch up. Yes. And it depends on your future needs and wants. So if you actually want to stay in that home, then sorry, that's a cost of ownership. You have to factor in the... Nobody was complaining when the interest rates were less than 2%, right? Nobody was saying, oh, I've got all this extra money now because interest rates are so low. No, everybody went and fucking spent that money on shit that they shouldn't have spent it on. Agreed. And that's why we're in this position to begin with. I'm included in that, but I'm biting the bullet. One of my mortgage segments, I because... You know, tax time, you look at your year over year, how much interest you paid versus how much principal. One of my mortgage segments, which I think was started at $189,000, is still at $187,500, but I've been making $400 biweekly payments every every two weeks, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> and it only paid down $1,500 in the entire year. Which on your primary residence, I don't know if that is or not, but... That sucks because it's not a tax deduction. Whereas right. if it's a rental, many people, almost everybody with a rental right now is in the red at the end of the year from a tax perspective, um, which isn't a bad thing. It gives you Certainly a loss not, against your income. Right. I'd rather have cash in hand. Right. But anyways, all these markets have seen big declines. I don't think it's going to last for long. I think areas like Guelph are going to come back vibrant and booming. The length of how long it's going to take, the time frame, not sure. Watch our year and predictions half. episode, episode 267. A year and a half. Oh, here's another prediction. Year and a half. So, okay, so I'm going to just throw this out there because I'm calling bullshit on your year and a half based on your previous prediction. We have, why? I said this year we will see basically nil. It'll be a million dollar home from December 23 to December 24. Right. Will be a million dollar home. Mm-hmm. That was my prediction. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying six months later, mm-hmm. we will see things start to pick up. To the point where it's offsetting. Oh, no, no. I see what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. So you're saying, when do we get back to the peak of the market? Not the peak, 7%. So you're saying in the first six months of 2025, this is already a second year prediction. So the first six months of 2025, you're saying, you're predicting. I'm just predicting activity will pick up. Well, activity's already picked up. There's there's more volume this year now than there was last year, year over year. Volume, not prices, volume. So activity. All right. We'll see. All right, we'll see. Thanks for listening or Bye. watching. Yeah, see ya. Ciao. Ciao. Do you agree? Do you disagree? We want to hear your comments. Is it the time to buy?
or is it the time to blur? Let's hear your comments. Is it the time to die or blur? Die or fly, bitches. <laughs>